sit on Jersey in the stands. I'm going to hit yeah, you on a slide. I tell Jay this all the time. I am it's comfortable. I'm comfortable with my opinions to the point where if you give me new information or as I, as I get older, I think of, I look at things in a different way. I'll, mm-hmm. You can change my mind, right? I've said yeah. to you before, I had Shaq leaps and bounds ahead of Olajuwon. And then as I dove deeper and learned more and watched more and watched more and watched more, I was like, wait a minute. Like, Hold, Hold on, on a minute. Wait other, a minute. Than, <laughs> other than that eye test of that physical dominance, yeah. what did he actually do better? And it was yeah. like, and they just and they just start to get closer and closer mm-hmm. and closer. Wait a minute. This ain't as far as you think it is. Yeah. So I was like, you know what? <laughs> it's 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 you know, if someone were to have mm-hmm. one over the other, you know, to steal a line from Jake, I'm like, that's not ridiculous. Like it's, not, it's not ridiculous to say that is, you know, so, you know, that's, that's, that's all I'm just saying is be yeah. open, be open to new information. And I yeah. guarantee you, we all listen, I'm not going to tell anybody how old Haley is, but like, mm-hmm. I know you're younger than me and Jay. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I feel like, and correct me if I'm wrong here. I feel like, you know, every 10 years, there's like a shift in me. Yeah. So like at 20, at 30, at 40, it's just like, Oh, and I start to look at the world a little bit differently. And then I go back and go, hold on. I said this like it was at 30. I was like, there's no way you're going to change my mind. Like, there's no way you're going to change my mind. And then I was like, oh, I changed my own mind. And it's like, oh, I just got to do this kind of circle. It happens to the best of us, Tom. No doubt about it. I I told you, man, at 50 years old, I wish you would try to tell me that Elgin Bell was better than Dominique Wilkins. Get the hell out of here. You must be out of your mind. But then I started doing some homework. I'm like, wait a minute. This dude was super nice. It's not as far apart as I think it is. In fact, he might be better than him, as a matter of fact. So you don't have to. One of of the things that I found out about doing this, Tom, is you have to be open-minded. When you say something, and it's not just nuts, but when you say something and you're not sure about it, you can walk it back. Now, if you have something where you got definitive information, you can stand on it. I I stand on this, absolutely. But if you say something that's super wild, you know, Magic is better defended than Kobe, I'm going to give you an opportunity <laughs> to walk that back. I'm, I'm, I'm going to give you an opportunity to think about that for a second before you keep going. For, for those watching, before we came on to the live, um, we were talking about a player's choice conversation that they were having about uh, one of the guests had said Magic was a better defender. <laughs> I can't even say it with a straight face, was a better defender than Kobe. So that's how this all got started. But uh, we should probably jump into uh, what we're supposed to be doing, Haley. What do you think? Oh, we, we, we have a lot for you guys this morning. Uh, just make sure to let us know in the chat. Sounds working. If anything goes wrong, let us know because... You know, technical difficulties are bound to happen at points. Um, But, yeah, I mean, I guess to start off, um, we had a mail drop question. I'm not sure what it was from. Was it from a So our our old platform, our old platform, we had opened up a mail drop so people could ask us questions. Because, look, we're about sport, mostly basketball, some NFL, but we're also about life. So we would get questions like relationship advice, health advice. You know, everybody wants to know Jay's vegan diet, those types of things. (laughs) And so this was the last mail drop drop question. And I thought, hey, we're not really doing mail drop anymore because we've got super chat. But let's let's give them the last mail drop question because I think it's a good one. Yeah, it definitely is. So uh, the question was most embarrassing thing to happen on the court. Boom. Well, for me and... 
Tone knows this guy. He's my best friend. I've known him since I was in the fifth grade. His name's Roderick Rhodes. I was in the eighth grade and I was in the ninth grade. I'm sorry. I was in the ninth grade. I was a freshman in high school. He was in the eighth grade and I was considered one of the better players in my class in the city. And we end up, my ninth grade team in high school played his eighth grade team. And we played them at my high school. And when I tell you that he absolutely destroyed me, I fouled out of the game. Not only did I foul out of the game, I went into the stands and I was in tears. He dunked on me in eighth grade. He dunked on me. I fouled out of the game. And I, at that particular point, knew I got to get better. Because I don't know if I'm that, I don't think I'm that good, but that can't happen again. I'm not saying that I can't get outplayed again, but that cannot happen again. Yeah. I got completely destroyed. <laughs> and it was the most embarrassing thing that had ever happened to me. I never, very rarely if I cried on the court, I was in tears, Tone, because I had never gotten off that bad, ever. Did Even to this day. Was it just his pure game that embarrassed you, or did he give you any kind of looks or like that personal? Was he, ta- was he talking you, smack like, to this you? This is worse. Rod, <laughs> Rod is not what a smack talker. That's not who Rod Olds is. Rod is not a dude who talks smack. In fact, Rod is the guy who just plays. But Silent assassin. He just—that's that's who he is. And and when I when I tell you that he was just giving it to me, and I couldn't do anything about it. I'm talking like three or four straight trips where he came down and scored on me, and I fouled him. And this was early in the game. This wasn't even throughout. I think I found out in like the third quarter. I was done. I found out the game in like the third quarter. And like he ran by me one time and I was able to catch up to him. And he just straight threw it right over the top of me. He's in the eighth grade, by the way. He's not in 19th. I'm in high school. And he just dumped it right over the top of me. And I'm in school the next day and I got to explain myself. And, yo, you let an eighth grader doll you. And what can I say to that? I can't say nothing to that because they were all there. They saw it. So it was the most, even to this day, and I've been outplayed by guys, but I've never been destroyed like that ever. Well, I'll tell you off, I'll tell you off the court, JM Simple in the chat. Um, is embarrassing because I ha- I thought the Mavs had a chance and he swore up and down that the Warriors were going to wash the Mavs. So we'll get to that in a minute. On the court, oddly enough, my story includes Roderick Rhodes as well, which we did not, for those who are watching, like we did not talk about this. It's just interesting that, mm-hmm. so I was at the, I was at the University of Kentucky and the um, Roderick Rhodes and Tony Delk were the coach slash players on my team. So every mm-hmm. two players from the, from UK and then some high school players. And then we had like, and then, and then one NBA player on each team. That's how they separated it up. So like guys like Rex Chapman and those guys. Right. And mm-hmm. so, so my team had Roderick Rhodes and, and Tony Delk. And so we're down by one point and we have to foul, put them on the line. Right. So we have a chance to win the game. Like we were just mm-hmm. like, we we're playing a, like a real game. At the time, Coach uh, Rick Pitino is up in the stands just kind of watching us, right? And so we're all trying to impress him because there's also other scouts and stuff around. And I, I was telling you before we, we went live, like, I didn't really take basketball seriously until kind of my senior year, really, in high school. Yeah. So, there, and we're playing shirts and skins. And it's very important because it's a very important part of the story. <laughs> so, they inbound the ball. The I'm not gonna tell you, I don't even remember the person's name. I know I remember his last name, and you'll understand why I remember his last name in a second. He catches the ball and turns. And I don't know if it's just because I have really long arms or if the way that he turned away from me, but I slap him so hard 
like right here, just uh, just below his shoulder blade on his back. When I tell you I slapped him so hard, it echoed in the stadium. Okay, <laughs> and you saw my handprint, and I got pretty big hands. Like I could have been a quarterback, right? Bam, right on his back. You could see every finger outlined on his back. He goes down in a heap. And at this point, you're wondering, well, why am I? Why is this embarrassing, right? Well, here's the thing. So he goes down in a heap, laying down in tears, flat on his stomach. I look up. I see Rick Pitino shake his head and turn and walk away, like down, like there's a, he was standing like where the entrance is, like into the mm-hmm. where the stands are, and he walked out. Roderick Rhodes and Tony Delk also both turn their back on me and don't look at me. Oh yeah, that was uh, Rick Pitino's son. That oh, I no. just, that oh, I just, and I'm like, I guess I'm not going to the University of Kentucky. Oh no! And like everyone just turned away and was like, uh, and I was, I, I had no idea, and I was, I don't even know what to do because I hit him. If I tell you so hard, there was no reason for me to do that that hard. I just, I didn't. In the heat of the moment, I was just like. I was so embarrassed. And, and then good for him. Like, you know, five minutes later, he gets up and he's like, I'm never going skins again. I'm like, oh man, that was just like, I was, mm-hmm. I couldn't like, I even to, look, I'm stumbling to say it. Cause I was just like, even now I feel be- like, I wish I could find him and apologize still. It's been 30 years mm-hmm. and I still feel bad. So anyways, that. <laughs> I think he still has yeah. my hamper and he might have tattooed it on it might be tattooed on his back. It's like you know when you get branded? I think, <laughs> I think he's got that brand. So So how oh. did that affect your future relationship with schools? <laughs> yeah, well, let's let's just say, yeah, it took a it took a while. Tony Delk didn't yeah. even Tony Delk, Tony Delk and I didn't reconnect for about 10 years after. That. Yeah, it makes sense. <laughs> oh no. wow. Mm-hmm. That that is Oh, man. Yeah, okay, that was crazy. Okay, so oh, should we move on into playoffs? Discussing playoffs, um, let's start with, I, I mean, the Dubs and Mavs are wrapping it up tonight, possibly, or <laughs> it could go another few games, so we shall see. But tell me a little bit about, you know, Luca has been incredible. <laughs> Despite what's happened with his whole team, they have been, he has been incredible as an individual. Um, <laughs> what is it going to take for him moving forward to win those championships to um you know get a team together that can actually meet that mark um and then on the Warriors side of course uh despite or depending on who they meet whether it's the Heat or the Celtics how do you see that matchup going as well um Jay if you want to go ahead and give us your thoughts I'm interested it's obvious that it's not going to work the way Luca's been doing it. They're two and six when he's averaging 40 a game. So they're not winning. So that, that's, that's the first problem. And he needs his other guys to, he needs his other guys to perform and they haven't been. And there is no reason for me to think coming into the series that the Warriors would completely just mop the floor with these. I was not, I did not see that, especially considering what they had just done to Phoenix know, blowing them out in game six and then going on to their home floor and blowing them out again in game seven. So these guys, and then they come into Golden State in game two and they got them 19 in a hole. So I'm thinking to myself, this is going to be a series, only except Lucas guys haven't performed. Those guys, Bullock, Finney Smith, uh, Kleber, they're D3 guys, and a lot of their offense is predicated on Luca creating offense for them. 
So when he creates offense for them, he gets some open looks. They have to convert. Well, they haven't been. And that's the reason why things haven't been going well. Add that to the fact that they got to defend. They got to defend Poole. They got to defend uh, Seth. They got to defend Clay. And they've, they've actually been doing a pretty good job. They haven't been terrible. They've been doing a pretty good job. But because their offense has suffered, they had they've just been completely and utterly ineffective. And it just it hasn't worked. And I think that I'm going to get a better effort from them tonight. But I wouldn't be surprised yeah. if the Warriors ended it. I would not be surprised. So it's interesting. One, I, I, I want to say this because a bunch of people have been throwing out this. It's probably going to be a gentleman's sweep. Can we mm-hmm. get that out of our vocabulary? Because I hate that. I hate. I was Why don't you that. like it? I, I was about to cut. Yeah. Sweep. No, you either sweep what? or you don't. No, you sweep or you don't. And if it is, and look, and if you're going to use the term, which I don't mm-hmm. like, if they win game one and then you win four in a row, the sweep has to be four in a row. That's right. it. So if they win the first game, like Jordan, if you want to say there was a gentleman's sweep against the Lakers in 91, right? Lakers win the first game, then the Bulls win the next four. I don't I still don't like it, but I'll accept. But if you go up three one and then they win one and then you win one, no, I, I just I don't like that term. But anyways. <laughs> Milwaukee, Toronto and Milwaukee, would that be a sweep? No, those six that was a six games. That was six they games. Beat, they beat okay. them the next four games, though. D- did the Mavericks did the Mavericks gentlemen sweep Miami? Because wasn't no, Miami because, up 2-0 in 2011? No, he wasn't up 2-0. He was up 2-1 at one point. Oh, 2-1. All right, fair enough. They, they All right. No, I don't like it. I don't like it. Mm-hmm. If you win four in a row, great. I don't know. I, whatever. That's stupid. But let's okay. move on. <laughs> Leave it out. We, 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 won't, we won't use that term. I'm going I'm to, okay. yeah, let's, I just, I don't like it. So here's the thing. Um, <laughs> okay. I said to you about 8,000 times, I don't like the Mavs roster. They're not doing Luca any favors. They're putting him in a position to fail. You even mm-hmm. said they're probably not even making it out of the first round. I thought they did. I didn't. Think and that. they shouldn't have. Let's be honest. If you look at that roster, now I'm not knocking second round picks because our two time defending MVP is a second round pick, mm-hmm. but he's the exception to the rule. So, like, if you look at their roster, their core, aside from Luca, the highest pick player is Brunson, who was 33rd. So you got a 33rd, a 36th, a 38th, a 43rd, and two undrafted players who are playing significant roles on this team. Right. You're not going to win a championship. I've yet to see a team with all sec- one superstar and all second round or undrafted players win it. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe someone will find one in the You're 75 not. years. I don't yeah. think you are. So the roster is not built to win. Here's why I'm mad at Luca and the Mavs. Because they did win the first round. They did take care of the Suns. And I started to believe. I started Uh-oh. to believe. I said, You want a hook, Tom? You want a hook? Cinderella. Cinderella. <laughs> the only problem is with Cinderella, it eventually, you know, the clock strikes midnight. Yeah, it does. And, and all the, you know, all the, all the stars turn back into little mice. And, 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 you know, the carriage turns back into a pumpkin. Mm-hmm. And that's what happened, I think, against the Warriors. So yeah. I think, listen, they need to do some, They need to upgrade their roster clearly. In the offseason, obviously. I'm re- if I'm the rest of the NBA, I'm really worried about the Warriors. Because not only do they now look like the favorites, regardless whether they play Boston or Miami, we'll talk about those two teams in a second. Mm-hmm. If they look like the team to beat this year, but also next year. Because mm. Steph, listen, Steph and Clay, I, get, I know they're getting older. I know they're getting older. But you've got Jordan Poole. Looney looks like he's going to be a star. Andrew Wiggins is starting to play to his potential. You're going to add Wiseman. 
back next season. This team just gets deeper and better. And so it's like, okay, now, you know, and, and we've seen Curry and Clay, they're very willing to kind of step back and be the veteran leaders, right? When KD stepped onto the floor, they both took a back seat. Jordan Poole, when he's hot, what do we see? They take a step back and say, take it, young fella, right? But if they have to, they can also step up their game and be the leaders. So now I'm looking at a team that's going to have, assuming everyone gets re-signed or whatever, they're going to have Steph, Clay, Draymond, the core, as the vets, but adding in Poole, Looney, Wiggins, Wiseman, and uh, uh, I always forget uh, uh, Kaminga. Like they, they're good. They have such a good young core too. Mm-hmm. Like this is probably they should be in the title conversation now for two, three, maybe four years moving mm-hmm. forward. That's scary because we've seen what they can do. They're when they're front runners, man. Yeah. They're the best front runners yeah. I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. So I'm. Listen, if if I'm the rest of the NBA, I'm on notice to be like, hey, we need to figure something out because we can't let these guys go on another, you know, three, four, uh, three rings in five year type of th- we can't, or three and four years, whatever it was. We can't let them do this again. Five, well, thing, though, five years. You know here's the thing, though, Tony, and you love talking about this and you know how much I hate talking about it. You brought this up to me months ago when the GOAT when the Portland Trailblazers and the Clippers ended up making a trade for Covington. And what did they do with that trade, Tom? How much money did they open up? I think you told me it was like $60 yeah, it was million. Like, yeah, it was, yeah, it was, they, it, it, yes, because he was, I think one of them was on expiring and they got rid of Norman Powell's right. big deal that yeah. he just signed. Yeah. Right. So now what we have here is now we've got to talk about the business of basketball. And if you don't understand the business of basketball, you can't understand the game of basketball. So with that being said, well, Wiggins' contract is coming up soon. We got to pay Gary Payton, right? Not only do we have to pay Gary Payton, what's the price tag for Jordan Poole? Now, we already know that Clay is on the books. We know that Steph is on the books. And we know that Drake comes off the books in two years. So in order to keep Wiggins, that means that they go over the they go, they go hundred million in luxury tax. Tone, I don't know if we could keep that up, right? Yeah. I don't know if we could keep that up. Now we still got. Poole on his rook deal. We still got Kaminga on his rook deal. We still got Wiseman on his rook deal. Okay, so we got some time with those guys. But the core guys, who are the guys who've gotten us to the championship, that's where the problem is going to be. And are we going to be able to hold on to Wiggins? Is he going to be too expensive for us? And this is a year-to-year thing, Tone. This isn't something where we could look five years down the line and go, yo, we might be able to build a dynasty. No, because we got a year-to-year thing here. How much is Gary Payton going to cost us? How much is pool going to cost us in a year? Which, and again, Tone, you love talking about this. I hate having this conversation because this, <laughs> be, but I know how necessary it is. Also, Tone, I know how necessary love, it is. I love talk. talking money. I love you talking love money. it. You absolutely. <laughs> just so you guys know, talk, this is Tone's thing. He loves talking about the business of basketball and salary caps. And I hate it, but I understand it. And I know it's necessary and we have to talk about it. So when I look at this Warrior team, I think that they're taking advantage of a great opportunity right now. Because yeah. we might see a different unit next year. Because yeah. things get expensive, Tone, and they get expensive fast. Yeah, but I think I think they also benefited, right? Because they got, originally, they got Steph on the cheap, right? Because yeah, yeah. injuries, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So maybe they're looking at it holistically and saying, hey, we got, you know, we had a lot of success. We made a lot of money when we had these guys on the cheap. I don't think they're afraid to go into the luxury tax. And now that they've moved... Yeah. And I love Oakland. Listen, I tell everybody, I live just outside of Oakland. I love my time there. But, like, now they're on the other side of the bridge. They're on the, you know, the good side. I think – and they're make, they're making money. They've got the TV deals. they got the new stadium. Like, they got mm-hmm. all this stuff. Are they afraid – I think – look, if I'm running the business, 
I'm I, look, I got to have my checks and balances. But at the same mm-hmm. time, I know I know how short a run can be. So I'm going to take advantage and I'm thinking, hey, we can go on another one of these runs, make our money. And then you can live off that when, mm-hmm. you know, when they start to, you know, when when Steph is gone, when Clay is gone. Because let's be honest, what's Clay? 32? Mm-hmm. Steph's probably up around there as well. Like they only have 34. 34. Like they only have this. That's what I'm saying. This two to three year window where I'm going into the cap as far as I can. And then take advantage while you can. So if I can win two out of the next three, and then I'm like, okay, now I get now I now let's start, you know, moving on from those guys. So I I, if I'm them, I I take advantage because I know, you know, everybody thinks I always use Dan Marino as the example, right? Is like people think, oh, he got to he got to you know the Super Bowl, I think, as a rookie. Right, second year, second year, and they were like, "Oh man, he's gonna be back again." Never made it back again. (laughs) You know what I mean? So you got to take advantage of your window. Now I will tell you this, Tone. I'm I'm sorry, Haley. I will tell you this, Tone. I will look. I do look at what the Warriors have done and how they got to the NBA Finals. So we'll talk about a Denver team that was undermanned. Because and I and I hate to talk about that too. You play who's in front of you, but they end up playing up. They've been up going up against a Denver team that was undermanned. And then they move on to a young team in Memphis who also lost Ja. And now they're playing against a Warrior team. I'm, I'm sorry, they're playing against a Dallas team who, like you just said, Tone, they got one first-round pick. Yeah. And they got one first-round pick. So the road to the NBA Finals for the Warriors hasn't been nearly as difficult as it's been for other teams. However, they are taking advantage of that right now. Listen, and play who's in front of you. That's it. That's all, that, that, that's all you can do. Play who's in front of you. But with that being said... I think that they take advantage of this now because I think that we're going to be looking at a different unit next year. I think the Western Conference is going to get better next year. And I can't say with 100% certainty that the Warriors are going to be back because, again, we're talking about a team that, remember, Tone, Steph, Clay, and Dre, they've been together longer than Kobe and Shaq, Jordan and Pippen, Magic, James Worthy, and Jabal. They've been together longer than all of them dudes. So how much longer can we keep this group together and get what we're getting from these guys? Yeah, I I agree. Um, I think that the rapport that those three have is different Mm -hmm. than anybody in NBA history. Like nobody's Mm -hmm. ever done that. So that along with we were just talking about this yesterday, like the the Warriors are special pick. And you can like Bob has several interviews on this of how they Mm -hmm. pick their players. And it's these guys who are willing to take pay cuts, who are unselfish. I mean, it shows in their game on right. how they're willing to pass. They're willing to find that open, that best open shot and mm-hmm. give it to their fellow teammate. And that's how they work internally and externally. And so that's really special. And I think that alone can definitely carry them these next few years. And I think that that's going to translate into these younger guys who might know, like Jordan, I know that I can make more money somewhere else, but I want to learn from Steph. I want to take in everything I can because I'm he's going to pass the torch to me. So anyways, we'll see what happens there. I do want to backtrack kind of back to Luca in the Mavs. Mm-hmm. Question A, was that Porzingis trade a smart move? Uh, and B, obviously they are going to have to make changes next year. Like you mm-hmm. said, whether it's in, I think they need to keep players like Brunson, uh, you know, obviously probably, I don't know. There's multiple mm. of them that I like. Cleaver. I like, I disagree. You know, Bullock. Okay, go. 
I just, really? I, I, um, yeah, I disagree. I disagree. I think get rid know, of them all. I, 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 no, no, not not get rid of them all, but like first, let me go back a step to the Warriors and say I think the fact that Steph and Clay and Draymond weren't highly regarded when they came in, they weren't considered to be superstars. So I think mm-hmm. that um, I think made them more humble, and I think that's why they they get along so well. In terms of the Mavs, why I say I disagree is yeah, I like Brunson and uh, those others, but at this point, you have Luca. That's the only untouchable. Right. If someone says we're going to improve your roster, but you have to give up Brunson to do it, well, you do it. Right. By pay, uh, yeah, whoever, easily. like Kleber, whatever. Yeah. Whoever's on that team, none of them are untouchable if it makes your roster better. Right. Because some of those moves, like people always think when they see trades, they're like, oh, no one would trade this player for that player because this player is so much better. It has almost nothing to do with it. It has to do with money. It has to do with contracts. Hey, I think I'm going to lose this player because he's on an expiring. I'm going to trade him and I'm going to get less, you know, like look at how many trades go through and you're like, Oh, that these guys got robbed. Well, part of it, maybe from a talent perspective, they got robbed. Mm-hmm. But when you look at the dollars, the sense that, you know, all these yeah. things, you could go through a million trades and be like, the talent level doesn't match. Well, it never matches because money is involved contracts. A player just says, I want out. And now it's like, okay, I'm just going to take the best. It's almost, and when I say the best deal, it's not necessarily the best deal because there are, there are times when we know there were good deals that, they say no to it's I want the best deal for my team that doesn't put my player in my division in my conference right where I have to play them like you put all those you at sometimes you ask the player hey where do you want to go right and so you try to make it work for them like all yeah. those things are factors into it so I think while they'd like to keep you know Brunson and others because they're great role players hey if it makes your team better you you move on you just listen no one in Toronto wanted to move on from DeMar DeRozan but you had to move on from to get Kawhi, right? Those are the things you just – it's tough, but you have to do it. Well, with that also being said, when Dinwiddie was traded to Dallas, the first thing I was thinking was, what? How is this yeah. going to work? Because the first thing yeah. I'm thinking is, is he's a primary ball handler. He was a primary ball handler in Brooklyn. He's a primary ball handler in Washington. So now he's going to come to Dallas. And he was a starter too, by the way. So now he's going to come to Dallas. And what does he bring them? Well – what he brings them is he brings them a lot of energy from their second unit. He brings them production. He brings them points. Initially, I didn't think this thing was going to work, but this actually has been working. So I think he's a good piece to hold on to him. But the question that I have when I look around the league is what, what $30 million, what all-star, what all-NBA guy whose track is up or who's in a, who's in a precarious situation is looking at Luka and going, I think that I could help him. I want to go to Dallas. Mm. I think that I could help them down there because there are guys who've in the past, Mark Jackson said it when the, when the Indiana Pacers were playing against the Knicks in the playoffs and they lost in game seven, Mark Jackson was playing with the Clippers and he looking at the Indiana Pacers going, man, I think I could help that team get over the top. So is there a guy that's in the NBA right now? Who's a star, maybe even a superstar that's looking at Luca going, man, I could help him. Cause I'm thinking tone about a scorer. I'm not thinking about, I'm thinking about a guy who's buckets. I don't, I'm not thinking. I'm not thinking about a guy who who needs the basketball in terms of having to pound it like Luca. I'm thinking about a guy who Luca can go to and get a bucket, like a Carmelo Anthony type of guy. That guy isn't around. I don't think he's well, around anymore. I, I, but, no, but I, I think like a Beal, a Beal, Zach Levine. Hey, if the yeah, Warriors, every, if, in the if chat, the war, people if, are saying Zach. Are they saying Zach mm-hmm. in the chat? Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah, and I agree. 
hey, if the Warriors want to cut some salary, maybe a clay, <laughs> like a catch and shoot kind of guy. Like, like there's, yeah. there's guys, there's guys. But I think, I think for me, I think Beal and, and if the chat's saying Levine, good for you guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think Levine, those are two guys that are just, they're buckets. And I mm-hmm. think yeah. they are thinking to themselves, I can help Luca. And Luca's saying, I would love to have a guy like that, that I can oh, pass no. it to and know, hey, I can whew, take a break. break. Mm-hmm. They're, they're going to drop 30, you know, mm-hmm. when I when I just want to go for 20. You know, oh, they, yeah. or or can yeah. only go for twenty because mm-hmm. they're blitzing me. So yeah, I think those guys will Absolutely. be. Add that to the fact, Tony, what you just said. Last I checked, Dallas is not Oklahoma City. Dallas is not Minnesota. Right? No, Dallas is like Dallas. the fourth or fifth biggest yeah. city in the country. Yeah. They're a big market. Yeah. Add that to the fact, everything that you just said. What we just got finished talking about, Tom, which is what you love to talk about. The money makes sense. And guess what? <laughs> Dallas has a lot of right now. That's right. Good. I would trade that entire. I would. In, I would trade that entire roster. For Zach Levine and Rudy Gobert, and I fi- and I figure out the Boom. other twelve. There's, there's, there's no there's, there's no there's nobody that's off limits on that roster. You call me up, do not call me up asking about Lucas because we already yeah. know Luca is off limits. But you call me up, anybody else that you're interested in, we can have a conversation. Absolutely. Yep. Plus, you want to go to Dallas? There's no you know Dallas, Florida, no state tax. Keep your money in Weather's your pocket. Nice. Your <laughs> yeah. Your pocket. yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Well. Mo- Moving okay. on, I, I do want to talk a little I'm bit about the East. I'm just going to say, Haley, keep us moving because we got to get mm-hmm. to the Jordan versus LeBron yeah. thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can't skip that another week. We're not skipping so, that. We're uh, doing that today no matter what. Let's cover a little bit of the East. Just give me your quick thoughts. Uh, we probably all saw the game yesterday. It mm-hmm. was not pretty. Most of the games haven't been pretty in the series. They've been kind of back and forth, back and forth. So mm-hmm. as Miami goes back – as they both go back to Miami tomorrow night mm-hmm. uh, to – kind of change that even up high right now what do you see happening and what can change I mean all these injuries are in the mix as well so who do you see eventually coming out on top at the end of the series Tom so the thing for me is and I I heard this that this morning as I was as I was driving I didn't realize it but the Boston Celtics who I think we all picked to come out of the east Mm-hmm. Uh, have won 14 out of the 16 quarters played, which I just think is mm-hmm. the fact that the series is two, two. And that's, and if that's true, Jay will mm-hmm. said it. So I'll, I'll go, I'll, I'll think he has people checking his stats. So I'm going to agree. I'll say, okay. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. So in terms of the series, although it's two, two, and although, you know, Boston had to win this game to tie it up, I still feel like Boston is kind of in command of this series because now you got to hurt Kyle Lowry. You got to hurt Butler. <laughs> Tyler Hero is out. Like, there's so many issues, you know, starting to plague Miami. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I said this to Jay yesterday. We do our Monday at 8 p.m. We do we did our pregame on TikTok Live. And what did I say? I said, if Boston's going to win this series, I need to see it in quarter one of game four. They need to come yes. out and take a lead on Miami, just punch them in the face and say, we're not going down. Like, we had yeah. Butler out. We didn't take advantage of it last game. We're going to show you what we're made of. And they did. did. Like, that game was over, mm-hmm. I feel like, but in yeah. the first quarter. They did. And so, yeah, so I, I think Boston did the right thing. They sh- they came back. They responded from a poor performance. Um, they got incredible play from, I forget mm-hmm. the guy's name, the guy who started in place of uh, Marcus Smart. I think he outscored the Miami White. starters yeah, in the first White. half five, seven. Mm-hmm. Yes, White, They're which White. is just insane. Uh, so, yeah, I, I still I feel good about my Boston Celtics pick. Um, and I think, I think my, listen, I'm worried about Miami moving forward, not just in this series, but mm-hmm. after this year. Well, I look at, I, I look at a lot of, when a lot of people tell me about teams being underrated or a guy being underrated. And the reason why they say that is because they're inconsistent. 
because the thing is the, the stuff that they show you that makes you believe that they can do this, they don't show it to you all the time. So that's what happens when you watch Jason Tatum. That's why when I tell people I think Jason Tatum is going to be the best player in the game in the next year or two years, people scrunch their face up at me because you'll see him go like last night where he was really sharp early, but then you saw him in game three where, you know, he had four points and four rebounds in the second half, and he didn't give you anything, right? So the commitment is there on the defensive side of the ball. They're so much better when Robert Williams is in the lineup because they're so much more aggressive defensively. They got the rim protector. They got the best rebounder. He's obviously hobbled. Right. But he gives them that toughness that they don't have when he's out of the lineup. And then you got your other dirty work guy in Hoffman. So you can match that whenever you can match dirty work for dirty work, like what Miami has. Because You just mentioned it yourself, Tone, about what Dallas has. Dallas got a bunch of second round guys. Well, the same thing's going on with Miami. They got a bunch of dirty work guys. Right. So when we get to match your dirty work, plus we're better offensively and we're more talented offensively. Well, that's a recipe for success. And I still I still pick Boston to win the series and I'm standing on that. Yeah, I think I, like I think it. the thing the thing with Boston and look, it's, it's I'm not this isn't this isn't a hot take when Marcus Smart and Williams are in the lineup, they do all those nasty things that that allow Jalen Brown and Tatum to be themselves, just t- to score, to be like these, you know, superstar players. So, you know, when they're not mm-hmm. in the lineup, well, now they got to chip in on that other stuff, and it, it takes away from your game. Like, I hate it. I, I won't lie. I, I didn't like diving on the floor. I didn't like diving into the stands for a loose ball. I loved having guys on my team that would do that. <laughs> like, you know, I just want to spot up. You hit me, I'll shoot. I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Like, that's, you know, just, that, that makes me very happy inside. I don't work in that department. That is I, listen, I don't work in that floor. department, but <laughs> if I got to, like, I'll go in and I'll deal with it, but I'd rather not. Yeah, absolutely, Tom. <laughs> Well, I do want to, you guys in the chat, um, let us know kind of your predictions, both for tonight and tomorrow. Um, and, you know, what you see happening, because honestly, Warriors could wrap, wrap it up tonight or it could go to a six or seven. You never know. I know it's too early to uh, get going, but then I think the play or the final finals are going to be crazy this year. So, mm-hmm. um, but moving on, I, I know we're going to, it's early, but we're going to get, for me, it's early. But we're going to get into the GOAT debate. So mm-hmm. I, I think I have an inclination of where you, bro- you both stand. Um, but I'm, I'm curious because I know this one can get ugly. So, um, Tony. We, we, don't, we, don't, we, don't get, we don't get ugly. We don't get ugly. Oh. We don't, oh. We don't, we don't, we don't get ugly. ugly in the chat. We, <laughs> they might get ugly in the chat. We don't, we don't get ugly. Because we, listen, I always tell everybody, you know, when you're looking at who's the greatest of all time, it's the, it's the same names that typically come up for most, right? It's Jordan, LeBron, yeah. Kareem. You get the occasional, you know, Kobe, Magic, uh, Wilt, Russell. Mm-hmm. Like you get, but I feel like, mm-hmm. I feel like 90% of people have two people. And then you got like, yeah. you know, five, 10% that say, you know, a bunch of other yeah, names um, mm-hmm. based on what they, they put in their, into their criteria. Yeah. And that's kind of where I wanted to start because how in order to have this debate, we have to have some like stipulations, like what makes the greatest player of all time, mm-hmm. um, you know, versus whether it's accolades, it's longevity, you know, there's a multitude of things that we, mm-hmm. it can come down to. And I think for different people, it means different things. Uh, mm-hmm. There's a difference between being, you know, good and great. There's, mm-hmm. there's so many things we can discuss. So um, as you give your take, I, I want you to set a, you know, that line of what makes the greatest player and this is how this person meets that criteria. Um, 
and yeah, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm interested to hear. All right. Take it away, Jay. Who's your goat? <laughs> I feel like it's Larry Bird. Bird is in the bird, bird, is, bird is in the top ten. Bird is definitely in the goat conversation, no doubt about that. But in my lifetime, LeBron James is the best basketball player that I've ever seen, and I have never seen a guy come into the league with the amount of fanfare, the amount of hype, the amount of pressure, and actually deliver, and not just deliver, deliver over and over and over on what everybody said that he couldn't do for him to fail the way he failed and to, for him to bounce back and continue to deliver the most complete basketball player that I've ever seen elite on both sides of the basketball. The most important thing for me, when you're talking about a player being an all time great is longevity. I care about what you did and I care about how long you did it. How long were you good when you were awesome? Were you awesome for three years? Were you awesome for five years? Were you all, I, I don't think that we could we could have a conversation about you being in a GOAT conversation if you weren't awesome for, at minimum, a decade. We cannot have that conversation. And James has been awesome for well longer than a decade. We're talking about a guy at six foot eight, six foot nine, who is an elite passer, an elite playmaker, an elite scorer. I think he's one of the five best scorers that I've ever seen. Him on the him on the defensive end of the him on the defensive side of the basketball. He's elite. He's always been elite. We're talking about a guy who's versatile, who can defend one through one through four, even in instances where he can even defend the five. And everything that he's done from a basketball standpoint, he has improved every year. He improved as a scorer. He improved as a defender. He improved as a playmaker. He improved as a passer. He improved his IQ. All of this stuff has gotten better every year and to, for him to still be playing at an elite level at age 37 is remarkable to me he's the best that i've ever seen and that's it and, and by the way tone that 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 takes a lot for me to say that and the reason why that takes a lot for me to say that is because i was around when jordan had hair and they used to call him hair <laughs> jordan so i remember that dude so so i think Oof. i think you know good great case for him I'm going to make my case for my who I think it is, but then maybe we can compare the two because we, mm-hmm. I, I really, that's not, I always try to say like, if you want to make a true who's your goat, it should mm-hmm. be based on their own accomplishments versus comparing them to somebody else because I'll get into that when we start into the comparison. So for me, it's Jordan. Mm-hmm. Why is it Jordan? Jordan came into a league that was center dominated. So much so that they, there was two centers picked over him in the draft. Even though Houston had a center in Samson, they still took Olajuwon number one. Now, Olajuwon was a special talent, right? Footwork, offense, defense, incredible player. Portland, your team there, Haley, take Sam Bowie. You've got a bad <laughs> history of taking centers, by the way, number two, but yes. we'll talk about that another day. <laughs> and they take that because what did people feel? They felt like, you know, center is, that's the centerpiece of an Mm -hmm. offense in those days. When he comes into the league, we have to understand how bad the team he came into was. They were, the Bulls were getting less attendance than the indoor soccer team in Chicago. 
That's nuts. That's what we're dealing with. The indoor soccer team at Chicago Stadium, same that's stadium, nuts. was getting more fans than the Bulls. That's how bad that's, this team was. That, that's nuts. So he comes into a league that is center dominated. And really, we're talking, even, even when you look at, you know, Magic and Bird being the two stars by 1984 when he gets drafted, they both had what? Well, one had Kareem, mm-hmm. maybe the greatest player to that point, right? And the best center to that point mm-hmm. in league history. Bird had McHale and Parrish, who people look back on and say, oh, they weren't. No, in their day, those two guys were dominant in the post. Mm-hmm. Right? They could do every. Parrish, Chief, would like he was the man of like 12,000 post-up moves. Right, McHale was considered a really great post-up player. Mm-hmm. So they even those two guys had centers. Jordan comes onto a team that has nobody. He had a line to Woolridge, who was scoring, but didn't even I don't think he even ran past half court when he was playing defense didn't have a center and he comes into the league and he's just lights out well then he becomes in a couple of years he becomes the leading scorer right don't forget Jordan led the league in scoring I believe from 1987 to 98 with the only two years being the two years that he was retired where he Mm -hmm. didn't lead the league in scoring Mm -hmm. and what did they say about guys who led the league in scoring before him George Gervin uh, I think uh, Dominique won one, Bob McAdoo won one, the others, right? They also, well, the guy who leads the league in scoring can't win. So he comes into this league and he's the and he becomes the, the best scorer. I think Jordan's the greatest scorer of all time. Why is he the greatest scorer of all time? Well, because he averages the most points per game. He does it at around 50%, which is pretty, people want to say it's not efficient. 50% is pretty damn efficient. He also leads the league history in playoff scoring. So he's the best scorer. Can he pass? Yeah, he can pass. When he was asked to be a point guard, he averaged over eight assists a game. And at 11 games, he had a triple-double. Like, he could do it. System plays into it. So I look at a guy who was the greatest scorer of all time, 10 scoring championships, five MVPs. I'm going into accolades as well here. Then I look at the defensive side. I think he was, what, a nine-time all-defensive player of the year. Led the league, uh, had steals and blocks, uh, I think, 100 and 200 back-to-back seasons. Defensive player of the year. So I have a guy who was elite on offense for his entire career. Mm-hmm. Keep in mind, at 38, 39 years old, people want to knock him as a wizard. He still averaged 23, 6, and 5. Mm-hmm. That's nothing to, like, after three or four years off, that's still pretty impressive. So I got the best scorer of all time. I've got one of, I, he's an elite defender for his entire career. No years off. He comes into the league, and and people want to, and it took him time to, to figure out how to win. He had to get the right teammates. Had to, and this is everybody. Had to get the right coach. Had to get the right system. But here's the thing with Jordan. If you look back, the Lakers had never beaten the Celtics. I think they were like 0-8 against the Celtics, right? Kareem Magic comes in. They don't get to play the Celtics in the first year. Now the Lakers win a championship. A few years later, they beat the Celtics. They have to get over that Celtic hump. Celtics were the team to beat. Well, then what do the Lakers do? They beat the Pistons in six. The next year, granted Magic gets hurt in game two, the, the, the Pistons now get over their hump which is the Lakers. They actually sweep them in that series, and they win back-to-back. Well, who was the team in the East when Jordan actually had a team to get over? It was the Pistons. He loses to them a couple times, figures out how to beat them. Boom, he gets over the hump. Once he gets over that hump in year seven, they win three in a row. And people want to say, oh, he quit, did whatever. Listen, I want to just He did quit, Tom. He did. He didn't quit. Because quitting, if you look it up in the dictionary, has to do with failure. He He wasn't a failure. He left on top. Because he's insane. I'll give you this. Jordan is insane when it comes to being competitive. Like, if you 
if he has one item and he's standing behind you in the grocery line and you don't let him go first because he only has one item, he's going to take it personally and like probably ram into your car in the parking lot. Like he's, <laughs> he's got problems. <laughs> so he's like, I'm, you know, his dad dies. He goes and plays baseball. He comes back and three-peats again. Mm -hmm. So we have a guy who once he figured out how to win and people want to mm -hmm. say he couldn't pass. Man, go watch some games. My man could mm -hmm. pass. It's just he was asked to score. People are asked to do different things. Yeah. So when I look at the entirety of his of his career and his life, he's the greatest scorer of all time. He's an elite defender for his entire career. He's got all the accolades you could ever imagine. Like he's literally has everything. Finals MVPs, six of them. Uh, finals rings, six of them. Five MVPs, 10 scoring titles. Defensive player of the year. He's got all the awards and trophies you could ever imagine. And then the, mo the most important one, like if you want to talk stats, statistically he you can you can compare him to anyone when you compare him to other shooting guards he's top five in every category points assists rebounds field goal percentage everything top five for his position because each position has different things that they excel at so i try to compare it to position then i look at the intangibles did he play long enough so here's the interesting thing for all those things i just mentioned all those mm -hmm. like 10 scoring titles defensive player of the year six finals mvps Jordan played 15 seasons in the NBA. And I'm not, not, I'm not talk, taking away these seasons, but I am just want to put it into perspective. 15 seasons in the NBA. Two seasons, he played less than 20 games. 18, his second year because he was hurt. 17, the year he came back from retirement. Mm -hmm. And then the two years with the Wizards, where he was 38, 39, 40. So, in his, so his prime years were basically 11 years. And mm -hmm. in those 11 years, he won six titles, 10 scoring championships, like at a defensive player of the year. Like he did so much in that 11 prime years, which is incredible to me. Mm -hmm. And the last thing I'll say is the intangibles. Here's a guy who could have said, no, I'm the system. I want to score. I want to get all the stats. But he bought into a system, into the triangle offense with Phil Jackson and, and started to rely on others. And he was very coachable. He always got better. And when I look at his game, so he could shoot, he could pass, he could defend, he could do everything. Mm -hmm. There was no weakness in his game. Now, some people will try to bring up the one thing is maybe as a weakness, which is his three-point shooting. So let me address mm -hmm. that real quick. He shot less than one per game. So even if he shot 0%, it didn't affect his game. I don't Not care. And he did average 33%, which if you look at the league in those days, that's mm -hmm. average. So at worst, you could say he was an average three-point shooter. But I always say this. He went up against Magic in his first finals. And everyone said, well, Magic's the best passer of all time. Yeah, he just averaged 11.2 assists per game because he wanted to show him, oh, I can pass too. Mm -hmm. Then he went up against Clyde Drexler. And they said, well, you can't shoot threes. I think we know how he responded. Mm -hmm. um, you know, the famous shrug game, right? Mm -hmm. Like if he want, like he could, he could impose his will at any time. Right. So when I look at all those intangibles, the coachability, the fire, the drive, the competitiveness, all those things, I just I say that for me, he there's no weakness in his game. Right. So that's why I have him number one. Now when I look at when I now when I look at Jordan, the, the last thing that I want to do, whenever you're making a case for somebody, the last thing that you want to do is throw shade. Not even throw shade. I yeah, take no, that back. You got the last thing that I'd want to do is make this other person look less than. No, I don't need to build my guy up. I don't need to. I don't need to throw dirt on you to build my guy exactly. up. I don't need to do that because essentially what that is told to me. That's basically me being the new guy, and I'm talking about the ex. Well, I don't need to talk about him. 
I don't need to talk about that dude to make I, myself look bad. Yeah, I, well, I feel it's also like this. Hey, I, I'm trying to get her, so I'm going to tell her how bad you are. Right. I don't need to do that. Right. There's no reason for me to do that. So when I think about James, when he comes into the league with a Cleveland Cavaliers team that wins 15 games before he gets there, all right? So they're essentially, they're Houston. They're Oklahoma City when he gets there, very much like the Bulls, right? So they go two years, his first two seasons, where they miss the playoffs by one game, by the way. They miss the playoffs. And then his third year, they make the playoffs. And then they actually win a playoff series. So now they go from winning a playoff series to they're in the NBA Finals in year three, in year four. So the year before that, when they make the playoffs in year three, where he's 31 a game and he finishes second in the league in league MVP votes, right? Finishes second in the league in MVP votes. And we're kind of having this conversation that this guy is going to be something serious. So then they move to 2007, where he takes that team to the NBA Finals. And a lot of people will tell me that the road to the NBA Finals wasn't as difficult. Once again, telling you, and I've had this conversation, you play who's in front of you. I don't care about all of that nonsense, right? So what happens is, is the same thing that happened with the Bulls. And the reason why I say the same thing that happened with the Bulls, in 1986, Jordan goes into Boston Garden, and the 1985-86 Boston Celtics are considered at that time the best team that the NBA has ever seen. Ever, yeah. Michael Jordan goes in there and puts 49 and 63 on them. Jerry Krause has an aha moment. What is that aha moment? That moment is, there's my franchise player. I better go get this guy some players. And he does that. Not only does he do, not only does he do that, he does that to a he, he does that to a great fashion. He he builds a great team around him. Well, what was the Cleveland Cavaliers aha moment in 2007? So we take this team that wasn't even picked to go to the finals because the Detroit Pistons had been in the Eastern Conference Championship at that point for five straight years. And James, almost by himself, dismantles that team and gets the Cavaliers to the finals. That's your aha moment, Cleveland. But instead, what do they do? We're just going to keep riding this thing. All right? So we're not going to do it. We're just going to keep riding this thing until the wheels fall off. Tell them the best example that I can give you about James. And what I left out was the most important thing. He's from there. So him being from Cleveland, that's even more compounded. So the best example I can give you, Tony, it's like you live in a neighborhood and the most beautiful girl in the world lives in your neighborhood and she's interested in you. But you don't know how to handle her. So you're just going to keep taking her to the movies. You're going to keep taking her to McDonald's. You're going to keep taking her for burgers. Not realizing that, yo, you understand what you got here? You have no idea. So the Cleveland Cavaliers had no idea. They thought that they were just going to keep riding James. And this guy, not the team, but this guy, he's going to take us to the finals every year. Only except he was doing everything that he possibly could to get them there. And now the logic on him is, well, maybe he isn't that good. Even though he's averaging 40 a game in the Eastern Conference Championship. He's averaging 35 a game in the Eastern Conference Championship. And they're losing with his second best player being Mo Williams and his third best player being Delonte West. So then he realizes, because you and I both know this, what is your legacy going to be based on? It's going to be based on winning. We could care. You couldn't care less, Tone, how many points Carmelo Anthony scored a game. You couldn't care less. But I bet you if Carmelo Anthony been to the NBA Finals six times and won it four, we'd be having a way different conversation about him. So he recognized that his legacy was going to be about winning. And you guys aren't serious about this. And I'm not going to waste away here. So he ends up going down to South Beach and he does that. Now, he doesn't do it in the first year. He fails because it's just it's a chemistry thing and he fails. But then roles get established and we start to get this thing figured out 
But once they get this thing figured out, now he's rolling. Then he comes back to Cleveland and he shows them what he learned. Because I'm not the same guy that left here four years ago. I'm a different guy. And now they're rolling. So we got a team in Miami that four straight years, they're in the NBA Finals. Now we go to Cleveland, four straight years, they're in the NBA Finals. Then we go to Los Angeles where, once again, Tone, it took me a long time to come to this conclusion about him and Jordan because I was a Jordan guy through and through. And by the time the 18-19 season came around, I was convinced that I had seen the best player that I had ever seen in my life. And that was in – I was on Christmas of 2019 when James ends up hurting his groin with a, with a, with a Laker team who this previous season were in 10th place. In a nightmare Western Conference, he has them – Two and a half games at a first place. I'm like, this dude is the best that I've ever seen. I can't, I, I, I try to fight it, but I can't fight it anymore. We got a guy who was a six-time All-League defender, which I hear, I hear a lot of people talking about, well, Jordan was a nine-time All-League defender, which Michael Jordan was phenomenal on the defensive end. Tom, did you know that in the 15-16 season, James had a high, he had the highest defensive rating of his career in the 15-16 season. He didn't make the All-League defensive team. He had a higher plus minus. He had a higher uh, defensive win share. I mean, he had the same defensive win share, I'm sorry, in the 15-16 season. Did you know in the 16-17 season, so he finished fifth in defensive player of the year. He's never in the history of his career finished in the top five in defensive player of the year and not made the all-league defensive team. That has never happened. So that's eight right there. And then you go to 2019-2020, which he had a higher defensive rating. Not only did he have a higher defensive rating, he had a higher plus minus and the same almost defensive win share as he had in 10-11 when he made first team all when he was a first team all league defender. That's nine right there. So that's a little that gets a little tricky when we start to add stuff like that up. So I got an elite all league defender. I got a four time NBA MVP. Right. I got a guy who basically there's a generation of kids, Tom, who don't know anything else but LeBron James being in the NBA finals. Just like they don't know anything else. Just like they just like they don't know anything else but Tom Brady being in the Super Bowl. There's a generation of kids who don't know anything else but that. So to do that for that long, I mean, we're talking about a guy who averaged 25 a game or more for 18 straight years. That is incredible to be able to do something like that. And he's by not by far. I, I, I'm never going to say by far, but he is the best basketball player that I have ever seen. When it listen, when it comes to longevity, and specifically peak longevity, I, I will say by far, he is the best. Mm-hmm. There's no one who's played at his level for this long. It's unparalleled. It's phenomenal, and that's mm-hmm. why. Let's be honest. That's why this is even a debate. It's because they're so close. So, like when mm-hmm. I look at you know, if I look at basic numbers, mm-hmm. right? So let's get into the c- comparison a little bit, right? When I look at basic numbers, so I look at offense. So Jordan scores more points per game. Yep. Offense, offense only, because I'm going to get killed if I don't say this. Offense only. Jordan scores mm-hmm. more points per game, more offensive rebounds per game, mm-hmm. less turnovers for per turnovers per game, higher free throw shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. LeBron James, more re, more sorry, more assists per game, mm-hmm. uh, higher uh, field goal shooting percentage, higher three point shooting percentage. Mm-hmm. Like it's so close. Like in my categories, it's four to three by a hair. Right. Right. When I look at advanced stats, so I like advanced stats just as a as for context, but right. I want to say, so when you look at the big ones, and 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 let me go through this because I want to show you why it's so close and why we will forever probably have this debate. Mm-hmm. So PER, win share per, for, per 48, 
Mm-hmm. Uh, offensive uh, box plus minus, defensive block, uh, defensive box plus minus, mm-hmm. uh, VORP, and true shooting percentage. Okay, those are kind of the five, six kind of most commonly used ones. Yep. So of those five, Jordan or six, excuse me, Jordan leads five out of six. So he leads PER, win share, blocks plus minus, offense, defense, and and, and VORP. Uh, LeBron James true shooting percentage, but but because this is for the advanced stat guys who mm-hmm. want to say, oh, see, Jordan leads five out of six. He's the greatest. It's, it's easy. It's not that easy. PER is twenty seven point nine to twenty seven point four. It's the same thing. <laughs> uh, win share point two five to point two three. It's the same thing. Box plus minus seven point two to seven point one. Offense. It's the same thing. Defense. Yeah. It's so close. defensive box plus minus two point oh to one point eight. Same thing. VORP, 7.74 to 7.49. It's like, it thing. is so, so close. Even same the true thing. shooting percentage is 56.8 to 58.8. And that's because, let's be honest, I hate true shooting percentage. And here's why, if I may, just on a quick sidebar. Just a dumb thing. If you shoot one of one from three, your true shooting percentage is 150%. Which you is can't not. shoot 150%. It's impossible. <laughs> So, so, so when I well, look fluent, at- let me interrupt you really quickly. Yeah. Um, okay, good. Cause I was about to go on a terrible. No, no, rant. I know. I know. <laughs> um, but I'm just wondering, okay. So you think Jordan's a goat respect that. Um, yeah. LeBron's still playing. Okay. So we can't roll out. He still has years to go. I'm guessing. So in your opinion, what is it going to take? If anything, if it's possible, what can, LeBron, take can LeBron, LeBron over, can surpass? LeBron overpass? Yes. Yeah, he can. Yes. Because okay, he's, he's at he's at this point. So first of all, please, 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 please don't ever tell me total stats because I might slap you upside the head. And here's why. <laughs> total numbers. Okay. John Stockton leads Magic Johnson in all but one category, rebounds. And no one would ever say Stockton is better than Magic. Uh, in total points, I believe Magic Johnson, no, not sorry, Carl uh, Malone leads... I don't even, I think it's Tim Duncan or something. There's a couple other scenarios, but the Magic versus Stockton is the biggest one for me. However, for LeBron, LeBron's peak longevity. I don't think he's, I'm with, I'm with Jay on this one. I don't know that he's going to win another championship, but I think he's already got all the accolades, all that stuff that he needs. If he goes another two, three years and like becomes the number one scorer all time, right? He keeps, you know, putting up 27, seven and seven for like two more years. The fact that a guy played and he's now played in the league longer than anybody else. So if he does that for 21, 22 years, it's going to be really, really hard to like ignore the peak longevity. And I think that's what probably like if he stops today, I still got Jordan a hair, a hair ahead of like, I would be okay if you said one, a one B I'm okay with Jay saying it's one, two, like I'm, I don't care. It's those two guys, one, two in any order. So I just have him a hair over LeBron. I think if he still does it for another year or two, heaven forbid, and I'd love this if it happened, if he wins another chip with my Lakers, I, 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 my opinion might change. Right. But but for I, sure, if he goes another year or two and doesn't like doesn't have a like a huge drop off, like doesn't do right. like a Kareem and average ten points a game, mm-hmm. you're just gonna look at his peak longevity and say like you you can't you can't yeah. argue that. Now some of that is genetics. Some of that is like God just came down and said, you're going to be a basketball player. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think it, that's what would happen. That's what would need to happen, I think, for me. But I just I look at. Yeah, if you play 22 years, it's it's hard to compare a 22 year peak versus mm-hmm. an, for me, an 11 year peak. 
because I did it double. Like, you did like double. I, you know I, what I mean? did it yeah. double the time that you did. And with that also, also being said, Tony, you, you and I have had this conversation. There's really nothing to sway me. I'm the stuff that he's doing now and the stuff that he will do in the future. All it's doing for me is adding to the legacy. So if he passes Jabbar and he ends up becoming in the 40,000 point, 10,000 rebound, 10,000 assist club. I mean, that's not something that I think I'm going to see again in my lifetime, right? If he ends up being, he's already the all-time leading scorer in playoff history. He's in the top five all-time in assist in playoff history. He's in the top 10 all-time in, in rebounds in playoff history. He's in the top 10 in steals all-time. So these things, all they do is just add to the legacy of who he already is. I've already got my mind made up about who he already is. Now, I, don't, I think that he's done winning NBA championships, and that's not a knock on him like, James, you just suck. No, I just think that that time has come and gone. But with that being said, if he were to do that, that's not going to – that's not going to – if he gets to five, that's not going to go, oh, he's definitely it now. No, that's yeah, just no, going to yeah, add to not, the yeah, it's, it's not about the ring for me. It's more about – Right. It's because when I look at LeBron's career, and this is why, again – why when I'm comparing the two, which I, mm-hmm. I I like to have each of them as their own, right? But when I compare the two, yeah. and why you'll see my TikTok is always kind of correcting people, mm-hmm. is that I just want people to be objective to this. Like LeBron, I'm going to tell you his negative, and then I'm going to tell you why I hold him in such high regard. And Jay knows this, and not everybody in the chat might know this. I do not rank active players. I don't care if they played 30 not. years. If you're an active not. player, you're not in my top all-time list. I had to not twist his arm. I had to twist yeah, his arm to, to, to get with James. I had to yeah. twist his arm to get with James. <laughs> I, I want I want because and the re, I always use Dwight Howard as the example. Watch Dwight Howard the first five years. Oh my god, he's one of the greatest yeah. centers of all time. Now watch him at the end of the career. Is anyone saying that anymore? No. Not no. anymore. <laughs> so I just I want to wait till it's done. That being said, I see LeBron come in and, and don't give me these excuses about he was young and his team sucked. Right, he Jordan, by the way, never got swept in a seven game series, but anyways, that's just for someone in the chat. Um, so he comes into the league, right? In 07, I get that he's fourth year, 22 years old. Everyone wants to say his team stunk. Well, his team was good enough to get to the final, right? You know, uh, Gibson did play a role in them beating Detroit, but he he plays very poorly, right? He shoots what like 30 something percent from the he field, very good. He 20%, not very good. 20% from three, 69% from the free throw line. As a favorite, right? One of the things people always say is, well, Jordan, oh, he was always the favorite when he won. Well, LeBron had the Cavs as the number one seed in the NBA two years back-to-back. The number one seed in the NBA didn't even make the final. In 2011, he's as a stinker. Whatever excuse you want to make, he stunk. In tw- like, he was the third best player on the Heat. So that those are the knocks that people want to say against LeBron. And they're fair. They're legit. And they're true. Here's the cool thing about LeBron. He doesn't put his head down and mope. He goes out and gets better, right? In 27, he learned, I'm not very good in the post. What did he do? He hired Olajuwon to help him with his footwork and became better in the post, right? In 2011, he's like, I'm not a very good second fiddle. I need to lead the team. And what does he do? He comes back and play. Like, he he understands where his weaknesses were, and he makes them strengths. Like, he wasn't a great three-point shooter. Go back and look. Now, he's a really good three-point shooter. Like, he gets better every year, and... And that's like just a testament to his drive. So when people say the fire, the drive, you know, the Mamba mentality, whatever, oh, he has it. Trust me, he has it. You might not like the way he does it. You might not like the way that he's like, I'm the system versus playing in a system. But it's hard to argue how great this guy is and that every time he saw a weakness in his game, he went and worked on it and got better, right? Like 
I'll, not a fair yeah. example, but you look at Ben Simmons. Ben Simmons can't shoot. And Ben Simmons said, so what? I can't shoot. Right? Whereas, whereas LeBron was like, oh, I can't do something? Well, watch this. Now I can. And that's the difference yeah. between an elite kind of great player and someone else. So, yeah. Well, and he also did it in an era where social media was watching his every move in a way that had never been done before, which is insane. I mean, he's held himself in such high regard and carried himself so well and gives so much out side of you know the court as well as on the court so i just have a lot of respect for him i have so much respect for both of them but yeah um for me i i grew up seeing lebron not right. mj i didn't yeah. get to see him live so i can go back and watch highlights as much as i want and they are mesmerizing but they aren't you listen know, I, gr- I grew up i grew up hating jordan because <laughs> i was a laker fan i was magic is the one that got me into basketball and I saw this yeah. guy and, you know, even when my Lakers were winning chips and yes, I'm going to say Lakers, my Lakers, I don't care if people think I'm biased. They're my damn Lakers. Mm-hmm. I've been a fan for 40 years. I'm allowed to call them my Lakers. Um, yeah. I just, Tell I him. saw this guy in Chicago and I'm like, he's going to be a problem, right? Like he's going to, and then he just kind of took over and, and I was like, damn him, damn him, you know, like just damn him. <laughs> but, but you couldn't not watch. Like it was must yeah. see yeah. like TV, like you had to watch him play. And yeah. How and, I felt about LeBron. <laughs> yeah, it, no, exactly, and and that's and that's, why, and that's why typically younger people will say, like, if I look at my grandfather, he's gonna say, you know, Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, you know, yeah, yeah, the, exactly. You know, my older brother's gonna my still say people. Magic or Bird. I'm gonna say Jordan. Yeah. Younger people are gonna say LeBron. And guess what? In ten years from now, fifteen years from now, people are gonna say it's Tatum or Luca or whoever it's ha- mm-hmm. whoever it happens mm-hmm. to be. That's just the way it works. But man, like, you know, you're not wrong. I just I want to I, I do I do want to put this out there. You're not wrong. When people say it's Jordan by a mile, no, it's not. It's LeBron by a mile, no, it's not. I can't have conversations with those people. Tom. Yeah. Whenever I hear it's it's not a conversation, I'm done. I, you will not yeah. get a word out of me. Whenever you yeah. whenever you say to me, "Yo, it's Jordan by this," or "It's LeBron by this," I'm not even, I'm not even having a conversation with you. Nope, I no. will not even. And, and let me say this: This is for Ron from Player's Choice, LeBron for PC Gridiron as well. This is for him because. He has Kareem as his goat. Mm-hmm. And let me just tell you this. I love LeBron and Jordan. But if you include high school and college, it is Kareem. It is Kareem. Well, Tony, you and I have had this conversation yeah. before that it could, it, if, you're, if, you're, if your logic is James, Jordan, Jabbar, if it's Jabbar, Jordan, James, if it's Jordan, James, Jabbar, I got no problem with that. I take no issue with yeah. that whatsoever. Yeah, and just for those in the chat that maybe didn't get to see, like I only saw the tail end of Kareem. But there, let me just throw this out there to, to, so you understand. He played three years of varsity ball in high school, three championships, and he's the leading guy for his high school. He goes to UCLA, plays three seasons. They lose. They go 30-0, 29-1, three NCAA championships. He's averaging 25-15. and 15. They have to ban dunking because he's scoring on everybody so easily. Then he comes into the NBA and he. Whoa, just, whoa, 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 oh, whoa, 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 Tom, rewind. Don't, don't just stop right there. Yeah, you absolutely missed. Don't just talk about my team being great. Don't leave out that I am the best player in the country, too. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I I'm, thought that I'm was the a best, given. Sorry. No, the I'm best the best player. player. Yes. I, and yeah. I was the MVP of the NCAA tournament all three years. All three years. Too. Don't, yes. Don't leave uh-huh. that part out. Yes, okay, 100%. Keep going. Thank you. Keep going. So <laughs> high, school, <laughs> uh, yeah, high school a match. College a match. Then he comes into the NBA and just, oh, wins, what, six MVPs, goes six mm-hmm. and ten in the finals. So he goes to the finals ten times, wins six mm-hmm. of them, uh, six MVPs. He's a finals MVP. He's the all-time leading scorer of all time, has mm-hmm. a shot that no one can stop. So when you look at it all, he's basically being the best basketball player 
since he was 15 years old till the till the day he retired. That's, That's insane. That's, That's insane. So I just I want to throw that out there too. So if you're if you're going beyond NBA, Kareem might be the easy he might be the easiest choice if you're looking outside of just NBA. And well, mind I, you, I just... and mind you, real quick, Haley, I only do, I got this I got this one shot. Stop this and you stop me. He played 20 years in the NBA. I just want to put that out there. I got this one shot that I do. Stop this offensively and you stop me. He played 20 years and he scored the most points in anybody in NBA history. That's all I'm going to say. So I don't think that we solved anything here, mind you, but I think it's the people who feel it's LeBron will forever feel like it's LeBron. The people who feel mm-hmm. it's Jordan, I think, will forever be that it's Jordan. But they both, let's just put it this way, they both have a legit, legit shot yeah. because you can make a – listen, I'm – I. I seem one-sided on certain platforms. Um, and I always tell people, like, I seem like I'm like Jordan by a mile, but it's because I get sent a thousand stupid <laughs> posts about yeah. LeBron. And I'm just like, that's just not true. And I get one or two about Jordan. And I've done, you know, here's a Jordan flaw. Uh, I've done Jordan. You can't, they're, they're there. Go look for them. They're there. Right. Um, but um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. so close. I just, when people say it's not close, I just, uh yeah, I just I, I and for me, like I say, I go back to he didn't have a like major flaw in his game that you could point to and say, oh, you could take advantage of this. And he always showed up. And so that's why I say the hair differences. Although LeBron got better, he did have a, a minor flaw in his like minor, minor flaw in his game. And a couple of times, a couple of times, not a lot, once or twice, he didn't show up. That's so that's that's kind of the tiebreaker for me. I would feel better if he had a winning record in the finals too. I don't, I know that's a team thing, but I would like, if he was six and four, right? Like if he's, he's, he's six and four, I'd feel a lot, I'd feel a lot better. I know. I know. I know. And and, and not only is it the team thing, when I hear that six and O logic, the the reason why that bothers me is because even if that's true, that only makes you better than him. That doesn't make you the right. best. It doesn't, make, either. it doesn't make you better than Russell. No, it uh, doesn't. Havlicek right? that, was 8 no. Right. Uh, that doesn't make you better. No. Yeah. Right. That doesn't make you better than them. Well, he's got six NBA finals, and he's got six finals MVPs. Well, I don't know if you noticed, but the finals MVP wasn't given out until 1969. That was Russell's last season. Right. I don't know. They went to the NBA finals eight straight years. I'm 100% confident that yeah, Russell Yeah, I'm pretty sure he it. wins eight of those. Yeah, for uh, sure. Or at least six of them, At least right? six, yeah. At, at least six of them. So, I mean, that, that, that's, a, that, that's bad logic right there yeah. when I, whenever I was. Well, this is, this is why I tell people, that. this is why I tell people, like, they always want to, like, no one brings up Elgin Baylor. And they say, well, because he never won a chip. I'm like, yeah, but if you want to give credit to go, getting to the final, he went eight times. In a row, by the way. He went eight times in a row. <laughs> In a like, row. That's pretty like you got it. Like you're the second best team in the world. Like I get it. You couldn't get over the hump, but man, you know, like that's uh, with all his statistics and everything Elgin Baylor did to make it eight. To, like uh, I'm not saying he's top five, but I'm saying like, you know, give him some love. Man. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. And I yeah. do want to say, honestly, people are saying it in the chat, easily the most civilized and informed MJ versus LeBron debate ever. Good stuff. So I oh, think thanks. we kept it very respectful. Um, and I, you know, Listen, this is something that's going to continue to come up, continue 100%. to come up. Um, but I just think it was, I learned a lot. I think everybody learned a lot. And, you know, the people that are going to stay stuck in their ways without having that open mindset that we talked about earlier, uh, when we first started the pod, it, that, that is what it is. But I mean, we're here, we're not here to argue. We're here to like love, you know, that's something we all share and we want to just talk about what we love, the sport we love. And, uh, so I, I think it was a great discussion, but I, 
think we have to wrap it up here pretty soon. But uh, Tone, do you want to give us a maybe a little recap of what or a little update on maybe what we're going to cover Thursday, what people can look forward to, um, any topic discussions, or if you guys want to throw it in the chat too, what you guys want to. I, I would say that's why we love, that's why we have the chat. So yeah. I would say that we're going to talk more about what's happening in the Eastern and Western Conference finals. And then mm -hmm. you yeah. guys tell us, what do you want to hear on Thursday? Mm -hmm. We can talk basketball. We can talk football. We can talk, like, honestly, I, we could talk life. We like literally yeah. you guys put into the chat what you guys want to hear um and and we'll, we'll put it on the dock like we're we're yeah. open yes, we uh, are. maybe you know what Haley? if well you you watch the chat but i'm gonna i'm yeah. gonna leave it up to you you can you can pick the topics for thursday well by i'm next, gonna put the pressure okay. on you Ooh, by thursday you know i think <laughs> we'll have a little bit more understanding of where the the playoffs are so that'll be a good discussion mm -hmm. i think another good discussion would be players well they're tw under 25 now um, we have the good old debate of Devin, Luca, Tatum, but now I think we can go even deeper into that because now we've seen them all in the playoffs at one yeah. time, which mm -hmm. is really exciting because I don't yeah. know if that's been done before. Maybe it has, but, um, you know, to get this far in the playoffs. So yeah. I think that would be a good discussion as well. Um, yeah. So, right. like and that. yeah, you guys like let that. us know in the too. chat. I do too. We'll discuss Absolutely. it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but it was, it was a Absolutely. good pod today. So. So we did will... we convince you? Did we did we convince you? I know you're you're a LeBron girl, right? Because you grew up watching him. Did well, you get yeah. did you get swayed I, at all? <laughs> I learned a lot. Um, you know, I've done my own research on this because again, I like try to keep an open mind, but um I just I can't I didn't see him, I didn't get that same like vibe of like, oh, I, I know what it was like during the most intense moments. Like it, it's just not the same. But I think overall, I mean, when it comes to stats, I think Jordan is the go. He is the greatest player when it comes to those things. But, uh, you know, like Jay said, when it comes to like that energy that I've personally seen and just that the length of time that he's played, it's insane. Like we, we say, Oh, he's 37. Well, and then on to the next game, he's 37. Like, like that is insane. And he's still playing and averaging similar numbers that he's averaged his whole career. So it, it, it's, it's wild, but um, you know, my mind will continue to stay open and I'm, I think we can discuss it more when he does wrap up his career, but I think we have a little ways to go before that happens. So I think so too. You yeah, well, see, yeah. But... Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure we're gonna have this this conversation again. Well, we can. I think we can all yeah. agree on this. Well, one, I'll point out Jordan nine scoring titles and first All NBA uh, team, only player to do that nine times. Um, but I'll go this: LeBron greatest peak longevity ever. Jordan best shoe salesman ever. <laughs> it's not even close. It's not close. It's not close, Tom. It's not close. I got a closet full of Jays. I got, a, I, got a closet, I got a closet full of Jay, so uh -uh, it's not close. It's not even close. So, All right. Until Thursday, Jay. Take it light, but take it. <laughs>